0: No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Hey everyone, welcome to Always More TV. It's so good to be with you. I'm Rebecca Keener and We are taping today at the W.A.T.C. studios here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have my little W.A.T.C. mug with me today. They're celebrating 25 years, and so we just give God all the praise and the glory, and it's an honor to be with our friends here at W.A.T.C., and it's an honor to be with you right there in your home and talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the last few weeks just the regalness of God, the royalty of God. We've talked about His, the wonder of God, the glory of God. We've talked about the magnificence of God and the splendor of God. Today we are talking about His majesty because the more we see His majesty, the brighter He becomes in our life and shines through us in a great way. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into our program today. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank You for every person who is watching today, right there where they are in their home. I pray they be encouraged and strengthened by Your Word. And I pray, Father, that all of us will have our eyes lifted up to see your majesty in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You think about majesty, and the definition is an impressive stateliness, a dignity or a beauty, and even ornament. And we think about that at Christmas time how we hang ornaments on Christmas trees or we have ornaments to decorate our home to bring that brilliance and that glory and to remember our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Psalm 113 and 3 says, splendid and majestic is His work and His righteousness endures forever. You know the work of God in our life, in your life, in my life when we look back over the years has been splendid, amen and majestic and only God could do it only God can take someone who is so lost and in such darkness and bring the light of Jesus Christ and bring a transformation in their life and the process of transformation to be someone who can help encourage others and bring others to Jesus Christ. I know you feel that way, that His work has been splendid in your life when you look back over the years. Psalm 96 and 6 says, honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Amen. That majesty goes before our King of kings and Lord of lords. He is surrounded by his his majesty, his power, his strength, his very uh, presence and existence is full of royalty and and being our King of kings and Lord of lords. In Exodus 15 and 11, Moses said this, Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders. Amen. We talked about wonders on this program, how God wants to bring wonders in your life, in my life, But who is like Him? There's no one that can compare or even come come close to the power of Jesus Christ. There is no other religion. There is no other God who is living and our resurrected King and Lord and leads and guides us into all of eternity. And He sits enthroned in the heavens and the heavens are full of His majesty, of His glory, of His honor, of His likeness, of His presence. And, you know, the Bible even says that we will have days as heaven on earth. Now, how is that possible? That's only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is in us, and the Holy Spirit brings heaven on earth. Amen. Psalm 8 and 1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Is your name and all the earth, amen, who have displayed your splendor above the heavens. And his name, the name of Jesus, is majestic. There is no other name. And that the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess the name of Jesus. We will all bow, every knee will bow before the name of Jesus Christ. There is a a majesty, a majesticness about our God, our King, that no other religion can boast. Amen. He is the supreme creator, ruler, King of kings and Lord of lords. Psalm 93 and 1 says, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. Now why did, why did the psalmist write these particular verses? It was to remind us today on down into the generations that we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, a great big God and He is majestic in all of His ways and we bow down before Him and give Him our life, our praise, our best and our loyalty and our faith, our trust. We put it all in our majesty. Amen. Hebrews 1 and 3 says, He is the radiance of the glory of God, an exact imprint of His nature. He upholds the universe by the word of His power. After making purifications for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty. And that's with a capital M, the majesty on high. Amen. Amen that the king of kings our father in heaven jesus christ is sitting seated next to him and that jesus christ and the 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 father our father god and the holy spirit three in one 3 in 1 are clothed in majesty hallelujah second peter 1 16 through 17 says for we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made it known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when we received honor and glory from God the Father and the voice was born to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Amen. That was written by Peter who denied Christ three times, but he said in that passage, we were witnesses of his majesty. I want to say that about my life, don't you? I want to say I have been, and really I can, I can say to you today throughout my life, that I have seen the majesty of God. I know you feel that way too. Every time we see a newborn baby and we just, I have to brag that we just had our very first grandchild and it changes your life. Everybody's been telling us it's just gonna change your life and it does. But you see the majesty of our God. We, you see the majesty of our Creator and His handiwork and how magnificent He is. And when we begin to just magnify Him and to meditate on His majesty, on His splendor, on His glory, on His wonder, then it just seems that the problems of the day become very, very small. It's just like the old hymn that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. It didn't just say look in His face. It says look in His wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Amen. I love it. Isaiah 30 and 30 says this. He says, And the Lord will cause His majestic voice to be heard. You know, God's voice is majestic in your life and in my life. And we have to have his voice. That's why we need the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit speaks to us in our inmost being through that still small voice. And that still small voice is not an insignificant voice. It is a majestic voice. It is a powerful voice. Job says it this way. Job 37 and 4, after his voice roars, he thunders, he thunders with majestic voice, and he does not restrain the lightnings when his voice is heard. Amen. You can be in the middle of a situation and need to hear the voice of the Lord. You can be in the middle of a battle and need to hear the voice of the Lord, and you can cry out to Him and say, God, I need to hear your majestic voice and I need to hear it roaring in my life right now. Amen. And God will speak. And there's times when we need to hear him and we need to inquire of him like David did. David inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the priest and he even inquired of his own soul. He said why art thou cast down O my soul within me? He inquired, he asked, God, I need you to speak in my life. I need to hear your majestic voice speaking so that we can impart wisdom to other people. We can impart encouragement to other people. When they hear the voice of the Lord speaking through us, just like you're hearing me today, it lifts our spirit. That's why the voice of the Lord is majestic because when his voice comes, Even if it's a rebuke, it will lift us up. The Bible says, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. I was thinking of the um, worship song we used to sing and love so much that was written by Jack Hayford. Some of you remember that song, and it uh, goes, Majesty, Majesty, worship His Majesty unto Jesus. King of all kings. Majesty. Worship His Majesty. I almost want to sing it for you, but I'm afraid you turn the channel. Uh, Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty. Kingdom authority. Flows from His throne unto His own. His anthem raise. So when we focus our eyes upon the majesty sitting upon the throne, the Christ child who came, who the Magi came to visit because of His majesty, His divinity, that it was God coming to earth through the form of a baby. When we focus our eyes upon Him, kingdom authority flows from His throne out of us to others. Amen. That's what we're here to do. We serve a kingdom a king who is over that kingdom, and we're here to legislate and bring heaven on earth, authority of heaven on earth. And we do that through our prayers and our declaration and our praise. And when we get our focus off the everyday problems going on and the battles on the front and the side and behind, and we focus on His majesty. Amen then God can work and move in a powerful way. I was reading a little bit about the uh, wonderful Christmas uh, music that we used to sing. I used to love to sing in my high school choir at Tift County High in Tifton, Georgia. Had such a wonderful choir and choir director. We'd sing every year Handel's Messiah for uh, the Christmas pageant. And in it, he writes, He is our King, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. And Isaiah said it this way He said in Isaiah 6 and 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, you know this verse, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. I love Isaiah's perception of the majesty of God, that he is King of kings and Lord of lords. He saw his beauty. He saw the train of his robe, just the the small part of his robe was so glorious and so majestic and so beautiful. It filled the entire temple. You know, if we were to say something like that today, that we saw the Lord high and lifted up, people would probably have it on the news media and say we're crazy. But God wants us to have that perception of him, that vision of him. He wants to lift our eyes heavenward so that we can see his majesty and see just how omnipotent, omniscient his ways and his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. The regal, regalness of our God, the royalty of of our God, and that we are in a kingdom supreme, amen, that serves the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So we need to ask God today, Lord, lift my eyes up like you did Isaiah. Lift my eyes up to see you in your throne room. I want to see you. You know, one little glimpse of heaven can change our entire life. It can change the trajectory of our whole life, if we just even see just a glimpse, whether it be in a dream or a vision or reading a scripture, listening to this program today, just to see the awesomeness, the atmosphere of heaven and how majestic it is and how our majesty sits upon the throne. When we turn our eyes upon Jesus, our problems just seem to fade away. Amen. So today I want to remind you of the majesty of God. I want to remind you to look up to Him and to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit. I've never thought about this, Holy Spirit. Will you help me to see my King of kings, my Lord of lords? Would you give me a vision? Would you show me so that I can have this personal experience with you? You know, um, many years ago, before my 21st birthday, Um, And I've shared on this program how I spent much of my teenage years and my young adult years running from the Lord and really living in a lot of darkness. And the Lord had to do a great work in my life. And before my 21st birthday, I felt led for some reason, I don't even know why, but I felt led to go on a little fast And on the last day of my fast before my 21st birthday, I laid down to take a a nap and I had kind of gotten weak and was hungry and ready to eat. And I laid down and I had a little dream that changed my life. And I remember it today just as fresh as if it were yesterday. And in my dream, I walked into the throne room of God. And the closer I got to the throne, I became like a little girl. And as I got close to the Father who was sitting on the throne, I remember the magnificence and the majesty and how awesome it was and how I was so awe-inspired by being and I was almost afraid to speak. It was so overwhelming to see. I didn't see his face. I just saw the form of him there. And I had on a little frilly dress like we used to wear back when i was a little girl and he pulled me up in his lap and he began to just talk to me about some of the things about me that he enjoyed and some of the things that he really liked and i was so i remember in this dream being so shocked i thought i was going to get reprimanded and i was going to you know you've been doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and of course, we know that's religion. That's that's like a pharisaical voice, and that's not who our God is. All he shared with me was the wonderful affirmations and the funny things about my life and my personality that he really enjoyed and got a kick out of. And I remember we were laughing. He was telling me things that I did as a little girl and at things that he thought was just funny. And I, I, for a moment, I thought, of, you know, you, you should be, what, you know, what, how come you're not getting on to me about all the bad things I've been doing? And I had been doing a lot of bad things as a young adult. And I just remember, instead of asking that, I kind of, I remember my dream, I chickened out. And instead of saying that, I said, where is Jesus? And I remember in my dream, an arm going out like this. And I heard him say, he is over there and I saw in the corner a figure that was standing there being quiet and reverent, and his head was bowed and his arms were folded in front of him. He said, He is over there because today I wanted you to get to know me. Amen. That's our King of Kings. That's our Father who loves you and loves me. And maybe you're sitting at home today and maybe you've had a lot of hurt in your life. Maybe you didn't have a dad. Maybe you had a rocky relationship with your dad. And you need that affirmation of your father who is our majesty sitting on the throne. But with unconditional love, he, he beckons us to come and sit on his lap so he can tell you everything about you he gets a kick out of. Amen. And that's who our God is. And He wants us to see Him and to perceive Him in His throne room, sitting upon His throne, watching over your life, caring about every detail. And He loves you, our majesty, our King of kings. And He wants to remind you of that today. And He wants you to receive Him as your King in your life. If you haven't done that today, That's the first step to freedom. That's the first step to the greatest life you will ever have and to allow His majesty to come on your life. All you have to do is give your heart to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I want to make you king over my life. I've been king over my life a long time saying what I will do and won't do, but I surrender it all to you today. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to be my king of kings, my Lord of lords. Amen. That means he is king over everything that thought it was a king in your life. He surpasses all of that. Amen. And we, we follow him in his direction. And if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, you've become part of a heavenly kingdom you are part of a family of God and a kingdom that has kingdom rules and authority. I love a great teacher who has gone on to be with the Lord and he was at ORU for many years, which was my alma mater and loved his teaching. He taught a lot on kingdom, Miles Monroe. And he says, uh, a kingdom is an actual country ruled by a king, capital K, who influences and impacts the domain of his kingdom, capital K, personally with his values, morality, his lifestyle, and his entire principles and laws until the people begin to reflect his lifestyle. Amen. And that's what a king does. When we serve Him, we become like Him and we take on His mannerisms. We take on His mindset. We take on His values. We fall under subjection to Him. And in that subjection, there's safety. There's comfort. There's blessing. Amen. So if you've given your life to Jesus Christ today, it's a day of celebration. It's a day to rejoice and all of heaven rejoices because you have given your heart to Jesus Christ and you are part of a heavenly kingdom. And when we realize our identity in Christ and our significance in his kingdom, we can begin to take authority over the darkness. You know, when you're part of a kingdom, you don't have to put up with the devil's um, chaos in your life. You can take a stand against that because you are a believer with authority that comes from a king and has been delegated down to you. You can take authority over every ungodly thing that the enemy tries to do in your life. You can take a stand against it. Jesus said to rebuke the enemy in Jesus name. And we do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. We take a stand in the kingdom against darkness. And so God will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you as you grow in him, as you learn, as you learn to listen to his voice. As Isaiah said, listen to the majesty of his voice. He'll speak to you in the most unlikely places and times. He will speak a word that you can grab hold to. And, you know, before the uh, COVID outbreak back in 2020, I can remember the Lord woke me up very early and His voice was so majestic in my heart. At that time, I've held on to it. And He said, hold on to me. He said, it's going to be a bit of a ride, but hold on to me. And I almost saw myself like on the back of a motorcycle holding on to Jesus. And I knew that it was going to be a bit of a ride. You know, that's a word for some of you today. Hold on to Him, your King of Kings. He is your majesty. And when He comes into our life, He brings that majesty, that wonder, that glory, that blessing. And He touches those around us when your light shines for Him and you give Him glory and honor. I pray that this program has been a blessing to you. And I pray that you'll go back on our Always More YouTube channel and check out all the programs on the Holy Spirit. And you'll learn more about Him and how much He loves you and He wants to help you and to strengthen you. And you do not have to do life alone. You can do life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being with us today. Check out our ministry, Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, going on our 50th year and alwaysmoretv.org. We'd love for you to be a part. We'll see you next time on Always More TV. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded in 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.